Mystery Tour is a 5th edition D&D podcast about a band of musicians who are solving mysteries while out on tour. My name is Rich, and I'll be your DM for today. I'm Ed, and I'm playing Garbanex, and he has a mask for a face and knives for hands and rock for skin. I'm Emily, and I'm playing Kevin, who's a big, big fearbolg. If you've never heard of that, it's a half-giant. He's kind of a hippie. He wears a brown leather vest with chevron-cut fringe. He's a tough guy with a squishy heart and is the bassist in the band Dreamlancer. Hi, I'm Brayden, and I'm playing everybody's favorite shape-shifting bard of the road, Staff. I wonder what Sir Scrapper, that's Staff's alter ego, will do now that they are the best in the realm. Nora here, reporting in for podcast duty. I'm playing Soft Wind in the Trees, a.k.a. Windy Snowy Mountains, a cool cat to boxy ukulele player. She has snow leopard coloring and pretty grass green eyes, and of course she loves to go frog hunting. Last time on Bardic Mystery Tour, the gang entered the city of Dis with the help of a Rakshasa named Raj. They discovered that there are devils that are not very happy with Janelax's plan to conquer the material plane. Then they met a shopkeeper. Drowned Ophelia, who offered them the greatest show in all the hells if they betray the material plane. We join them as they head to the Discord Arena to meet the Lord of Dis. Dis is Bardic Mystery Tour. Alright, you head out for the Discord Arena. As a large arena, it looks like skeletal fingers reaching up from the ground, with red webbing between the fingers that help build up the walls. They tower towards the sky. Which guy? This guy uh, easily looks like a venue that could fit 50,000, 100,000 souls, people, beings. Is there a clear entrance? There is a clear entrance. There's a single door. Is there a translucent entrance? Mm, there's one of those, too. All right, we'll go in the clear entrance. All right. There's one security guard there. Brown shirt, tie, brown pants. We don't talk to him. Yeah. We just keep walking through. He doesn't stop you. Perfect. Sweet. He does have a clipboard. He's like, what? Uh, oh, all right. And he gets back to writing on his clipboard. We look for an office that says Lord of Dis. All right, you do. Uh, you find a sign uh, pointing to an elevator. Are there any fires in the building? All of them. Are there any stairs? Uh, there's absolutely a set of stairs. I guess we should take the stairs because of the fire. Okay. How many flights up do you think it is? Raj says, you know, if you're concerned about fire in hell, you're not probably going to have a good time. I look in the elevator. Is there a sign that says do not use in case of fire? There's absolutely not. I shrug and get in the elevator. It's magic, my friend. I get in too. All right. Raj gets in. Is there a clearly marked button that says this is how you go talk to the Lord of Dis? There's a a penthouse button. There's a button for every level. So there's like 88 levels of... Oh, wow. That's a big arena. Well, I'm glad you decided not to take the stairs, Wendy. Yeah, jeez. I press the penthouse button. The bing travels up for about five minutes. Uh, To play elevator music? It absolutely does. Like, really loud. You jam along with the elevator music. Raj is really into it. Thank you. 
The elevator makes its way to the penthouse level of the Discord arena. It opens onto a skybox that has full view of the arena. Varying windows have different magnifications, so no matter where you stand, you can get a good look at anything that's going on in the arena. Mm. There is a large mahogany um, desk standing on a carpeted floor. Bookshelves all around, covered in books, records, uh, general memorabilia. The desk is covered in paperwork. In a well-tailored suit, with his back towards you, the Lord of Dis stands looking down over the arena. Good day. He doesn't look turned to you, but he cocks his head to the side as to indicate that he's heard you. Or should I say, bad day, my lord. That don't make no sense. I'm just trying to make it a thing. You say bad day in hell? Yeah, because it's hell, you know? This ain't opposite world. Uh, what, what's your deal, man? What are you up to up here? Watching. We heard you had an offer. Mm-hmm. You're going to sell us this venue for no, nothing. That's what Ophelia was going to do. We know what. Yeah, Ophelia was making the offer. We heard that you want to help us because we've got aligned motivations. Help you with what? Doing some murdering. I like murdering. Yeah, 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 me too. My favorite thing. I heard it's not murder if it's justified. I don't care about justification. Like getting my boots 12 feet up someone's ass. Wow, that's pretty far. We were told that you might be able to explain to us what Janalax was doing, being able to incur up into the prime material plane. It turns his head a little bit to look at you. He's like, I know nothing about that. You know nothing about that, or you're not willing to say nothing mm-hmm. about that? Arrhenius aren't supposed to leave hell. They keep order here. I'm starting to wonder if Janlax is even a devil. Janlax is a devil, all right. Best fingernails in hell. But she's supposed to keep order. She's about justice. Maybe she used to be. Mm-hmm. You tell me she's been on the material realm? Oh, yeah, we saw her there just last week. Mm-hmm. He gets all frowny about it. She was throwing meteors and shit. And just today, she had a bunch of imps coming in. They're not supposed to be in there. Mm. I use imps for toilet paper. Smart. That sounds I scratchy. I that smart, to be honest. It sounds pretty scratchy. Mm. Uh, it gets in those hard-to-reach places. Wow. I but hold on and have that many hard-to-reach places. <laughs> <laughs> what shape is this guy? Like, humanoid? Uh, humanoid. Okay. How tall is he? Uh, medium-sized. But with a maze for a butt crack. <laughs> Medium-sized, well-tailored suit, greenish-gray skin. 60 feet of intestines mm-hmm. and a maze-shaped butthole. Big old guitar set on a table near him. Nice. Oh, what, 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 is it? Look, what kind of guitar is it? Uh, flying V. Ooh. It's all show. You know what I mean? Yeah, that seems like right up staff's alley. All for show guitar. Oh, yeah. Looking, Maybe Raj's cool. alley. Looking cool. Um, I'm not going to touch it. That's how they get your soul. <clears throat> when you touch stuff that doesn't belong to you? Yeah. Uh, hold my hand near the guitar. Does it feel like my soul's getting taken a little bit? No. Maybe it's okay to touch it. You play guitar, man? Used to. What happened? Haven't had much need to play since I came to hell. Been too busy. Well, if you take a vacation... 
Man. If you don't take your vacation, then that's just giving money back to the company. Don't need a vacation. I'm the boss. It's part Can of your compensation. Take a vacation. Play guitar, man. You lose your love. Mm, maybe. You want to rock out with us? We'll have a little jam session? Maybe. Yeah? I start to pull my bass out. You still facing away from us? No. As soon as Kevin mentioned jam session, uh, he got interested. And he turned around so we get to see what he looks like now? That's right. Looks like a uh, half-orc, half-devil. Ooh. Like one tusk and one horn? Two tusks, uh, but it's if I take a orc and put it on steroids. Super muscular, super beefy. His fangs have gotten larger. Eyes burn with, uh, with the light of hell. The skin is washed out into a grayish green as opposed to a full green. You got a name other than Lord of Dis that we can call you? Yeah, that sounds like a stupid question. Okay. Is he wearing a shirt? Because I just drew him topless. Yeah, it's uh, a suit. A suit. A suit jacket, but no shirt. He's got nips on my picks. Anything that gives you its name is pretty dumb in hell. Hey, uh, you want to do a jam sesh, though? And I start to pull my bass out. Yeah. Picks up the guitar. As he's playing away, he's like, so... You're telling me that Jan Lax left hell, abandoned her job. Oh, yeah. Started some shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, someone's got to punish her. I heard that you guys believe in rule following. It seems like she's not doing it. I do. She had a whole cult. I heard you're the Lord the of cult this. cult I am the Lord of this. But the whole point of the cult was to give her energy so that she could make it to the material plane. better than help. You do it for us? He snaps his fingers and gets back to playing. He's like, all right. She lost her followers. She's lost most of her power. Wow. Hey, that was easy. You can do a lot with a snap of a finger. I'm Lord here, and she broke a contract. You don't break a contract with hell. She's still uh, hanging out of that fortress of brass? She is. Yeah, you gonna get us up there? You got a clear road. We're going. All right, let's finish this jam session. I drink a beer. All right, you look to the side of the desk, and all of a sudden there's a cooler of beers. Yes. I'm going to start going through them, looking for a good one. It's all Heineken. I just keep pushing past the Heineken. They're all good ones. They're all non-alcoholic beer? That's not good ones. That's Lord of Hell. He gets the best beer. All right, we have have a couple. (laughs) (laughs) Try to pick up a beer with my knife hands. I help you. I hold a beer up for you to drink. I feel like you should have to roll for that. What kind of container are the beers in? Uh, It's like one of those, like... White open fridge coolers that have like a basket around it on legs. Oh, I'm sorry. If you we were trying to pick them up with knife hands, is it more like a can or a bottle situation? Uh, well, it's uh, they're going to be the the ones that are in the jugs with the uh, the little ring oh, that you can hold. Yeah. So knife hands are totally able to pick up a beer and just like shear off the top of it. That's lucky. Uh, how big is the ring? You talking about the ones that you can fit like one finger in? You're not talking about like a full blown growler, right? Uh, it's either way, honestly. Okay, I'm saying big knife fans. Big, I got big knives. These aren't little tiny knives for children. These How are wide big knives. are your knives? <sighs> Maybe an inch and a half each. Hey, hey, Garth, Garthrock Snocks. Yeah. You remember being a little kid? Like, did you have smaller knives back then? I was never a kid. Did you have a face? 
Like a real face? This is my face. Do you have a head? No. Were you born? No. I don't understand. They're were, devils. Were you created? Uh, or something. Are you a construct? No. Could you explain the difference? Something you ought to understand about devils in hell. We all start as fallen souls. We get planted. If we make it, we turn into lemures, which is the least devil. And if we're really good at doing that, we become imps. And then we keep doing that and moving up the corporate ladder. So how far up is this guy? He's really high. Are you really high, man? Yeah, man. Rakshasas and Arinyes are in separate corporate ladders. Wait, is he also a Rakshasa? Uh, Raj is a Rakshasa. He's the one explaining. You oh. can tell by his voice. Oh, is that a different voice than the... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, you the, have the, voice blindness? I'm voice blind. The Lord's got a, like a scratchy, deeper voice. Raj is much more That smooth. wasn't a scratchy, deeper voice? No. You gotta you got see a doctor. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> For a moment, I'm like, oh, damn, am I not being clear? No, no, you're being very clear. I thought clear. you were being very clear. Give us a sample. I, I say, oh, thanks for the information, Raj. Hey, Lord of this, tell us uh, what the something, what day it is. That's today. Now, Raj, tell us what day it is. Well, today is the day that you're here in hell. Now, do you see? Kind of. Uh, Dis, what kind of devil you said you were? You're talking to the city? Yeah, the Lord of Dis. <laughs> he didn't tell you what kind he was. He told us what he prefers to be called. It was... That's a stupid question. That's a stupid question. Hey, that's a stupid question. <laughs> yes, it is. Thanks for the rock session. This was great. But we gotta go take care of business. You do that. Kill that bitch. You got any wings I could just wear to get up there real quick? Uh, Crow's like, think I got you covered. Okay, man. How you doing? I look him over. He bursts into flames. Is he dead? No. He bursts into flames and grows. He does not. off of me. He hops to the side, lands on the ground, and grows. How big is he? Big enough for you to ride. You go ride, you grow. He's still in flames. You're flaming flames, though, right? He's still in flames. What? Oh, hot stuff? That potion was so good, fam. All right, let's go. Can these guys fit too, or just me? Just you. All right, Kevin, go in and then unlock the back door so we can get in. You got it, dude. What could go wrong with this plan? Does it work the same way when you're flying in hell as it does when you're walking on roads in hell? If you just think about where you want to fly, you get there? It really does, but it's faster. Mm, Okay. All right, I grab Wendy's hand, and we think about the back door of the Fortress of Brass. You got to actually walk to do that. You don't need to... You don't have to hold oh, hands. I let go of her hand. <laughs> and then we, I'm like, Wendy, think about the back door of the Fortress of Brass. And I start okay. walking. I think about it. You think about it. And you don't, like, you've never been there. You don't picture anything. But thinking about the Tower of Brass, you're able to start walking your way there. Uh, you exit the Discord Arena first, of course. And start walking down the street. It seems to take you about 20 minutes to get there, even though it loomed far off in the distance before. We're getting the hang of this. Kevin flying on Crow is able to scout ahead, and you see hundreds of chain and bearded devils standing in the courtyard at full attention. Jan Lax has been in a podium in uniform addressing her troops. So she's in front of them all. They're all standing at the bottom listening to her. Mm-hmm. Is there a place that we could land that they wouldn't see us? 
Because that's where I would want to go. Yeah. There is a spot towards the back of the courtyard where you could land and not be seen. There is a 12-foot spiked wall that stands between the streets and the courtyard. But you're able to land in, like, a corner of it without being seen. Especially with what I just rolled. Okay, we, uh, we, we land in there. And I want to look around and see if I can find a back door to let my pals in. All right, there is not a back door to the courtyard. Uh, Raj, though, will pull out a magic carpet. Wait, didn't we used to have one of those? No. Is that the other band? The other band. Garthax, you can fly. Thanks, yeah. Wow. Hey, Raj, why are you being so nice to us? Oh, well, guess who gets to be the general of hell next? Garthrax? Once, uh... Once this, this lady's out of the picture. Once she's out of the picture, they're going to need a new general. Someone else to lead the forces. And you don't want to invade the material plane, right? That's against the rules. Gotcha. Rules are for idiots. Now, hell is all about climbing the ladder. It is absolutely in my interest to help you snuff this bitch out. Rules are for idiots, you say? No, devils would never say that. That was Ed. <laughs> he forgot to play role-playing. Um... Wendy, what do you think? We trust this magic carpet? Yeah, I think it's fine. All right. <laughs> we get on the magic carpet. Here we go. Up and over. Does it fly? It flies. After Kemen's scouted, you're able to follow along and land in the courtyard in a quiet spot. Successful mission. We're all together again? Although, I will say, make a stealth check. All of us? Uh, well, it's uh, those on the carpet. I rolled to see if they'd notice... Kevin and Crow. 22. 24. Oh, yeah, you're fine. We're so yeah. stealthy on that magic carpet. What about, what's this fuck? Gargan's He's doing jazz hands, being like, I can fly in the sky, I'm a super flying dude. Jazz knife hands. Uh, flying devil in hell. Not as suspicious as... We basically lo- both look like devils, too. Yeah, but you got that aura of soul having. Me too. But Not maybe, maybe you can only you. sense everyone close up. And not from far away. Yeah. Plus, if anybody else asks me about it, I'm going to tell them I just ate a human recently. Oh, that's a good idea. I should try that. No, don't. Oh, I'm not, I'm not going to get them fresh, but... Yeah, tell me about it. No humans here. All right. So you're landing in the courtyard. There are a hundred devils standing at attention at the entrance to the Tower of Brass. Janelax is standing at a podium, uh, shouting to her troops... And they just turn around and start walking away. Oh, good. I was worried it didn't work before. She's like, where are you going? I didn't tell you to leave. You're not dismissed. Get back. Did the troops say anything as they're leaving? Uh, no, they don't. She draws a flaming sword to start shouting on him, and the flames go out. <gasps> Looks at her sword in a confused state. But what's going on? Now's the time to get her. Wendy, monologue at her. What's, what's that going to do? It's going to show her that we're the protagonists. Why don't you monologue at her? I draw the Holy Avenger and I point it at Janelax and I say, Well, 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 Janelaxative, if that's what we call you. Looks like someone's caught their hand in the monkey paw. Is that a saying? You should have never turned your back on the law. And we're here to reap justice, bitch. Yeah, stop breaking rules. Dreamlancer! Yeah, 
I've almost killed you once. I'll do it again. You'll do almost killing us again, and I cast Shadow Blade. I will have everyone roll initiative. I think that was a pretty successful monologue. 10, 12, 15, 27. Oh my God, Garth or Max going to go first? Uh, Garth Max, you have a chance to go first. Um, you can use your turn to monologue a little more if you want. I'm going to cast Insanity on Raj. All right. What? On Raj? He's your old friend. They were bros. I'm just going to tell him it's a prank, dude. Oh, no. This is the DC's 26. <laughs> wow. You're a very tough devil. I'm worried your motivations aren't perfectly in line with ours. What? Oh, darn. He, uh, he's immune to all spells, 6th level or under, and that spell is the 7th level spell. 7th level spell. Yeah. Uh, his eyes unfocus, and he starts, like, walking in circles a little bit as he suffers from... Uh, an extended confusion effect. Uh, now, let us see if... May attack anybody. Yeah, he's actually next in the initiative order, so will he... So, one, two, three, four, five... Nora, would you roll a d6 for me? Two. All right. Raj is going to cast Charm Person on Kemen. What does that mean? Uh, wisdom saving throw. Imagine being charmed by an insane person. <laughs> Isn't that what happens with cults all the time? I got an 11. You do not save. However, it doesn't really do anything to you because you are already on the same side. Okay. And I look at him weird. And that is Raj's turn. All right. Who had 15? It was I, Staff, the changeling bard of the realm. Who is it still in devil form? Oh, yeah. All right. Staph, it is your turn. Um, where's Janelax? Uh, still up on the stage, about 40 feet away. So can I get to Janelax with a 40-foot movement? Yes. What is your movement speed? 40. Oh, that's convenient. Because I have the mobility feet. That's very convenient. Then yes, you can reach Janelax with a single move action. I think it's actually just called mobile. I move up to Janelax with my single movement, and uh, I stab her right through her dumb heart. All right, stab her through her dumb heart. With my Holy Avenger. I hit armor class, 29. Super hit. Did you say this does extra damage? Uh, plus three damage. Oh, you guys never seen me roll so good. So 14 damage. That's really good damage. And I sing a little song I learned from a duelist on the road. If you guys recall, Sir Frankincense. Met myself a warrior, he was spry and he was quick He gave to me the trapier and he taught me all its tricks A powerful attack is the best kind of defense And when I meet a foe, then they meet their bitter end So I should have, um, I should do two more damage Two more damage? Okay And then I get a second attack, which I will utilize now Does an 18 hit? Exactly 14 damage That's good damage yeah. Uh, well, that's the end of my turn. Uh, Wendy, I believe you were next. I'm going to cast Enemies Abound on Janelax. 
What's that do? It is a uh, concentration spell that lasts up to a minute. She has to make an intelligence save, and if it fails, then she can't distinguish friend from foe. And each time she takes damage, she can make another saving throw. If she attacks, she must choose a target at random. And what was the DC for that again? It is 16. She rolled a 19. But she has a minus three modifier? Not at this time. Dang. Although, she also does have magic resistance. That's the end of my turn. All right. Come in. Okay, before I had said that I cast Shadow Blade. Yes. Did that actually happen? Yes. Okay. I'm going to mark it on my paper real quick. And for what it's worth, Crow has the stats of a young phoenix. Whoa. Does he have a roll, too? Should I have been rolling for him this whole time? I usually don't because he's, like, hanging out. It's your familiar, so it'll go with you. All right, so for my turn, I use my shadow blade, and I run up to Janalax. How far away is she? 40 feet. Dang, not close enough. I will say that Crow has a fly speed of 90 feet. Well, I still? I don't think I was still on him, though. That's up to you. You didn't state that you had got off. Yeah, but I was. I would have gotten off and been hiding. Okay. Like, that's what normally I would have done. I don't know. Um, I don't want to cheat like I usually do. Well, you certainly can have Crow make an attack. I would like to move 20 feet towards her. And I say, listen up, Janalax. And I cast Psychedelic Dream Lance on that bitch. Yeah. Let my shimmering And then I use my bardic, what is it? Uh, And I use cutting words to slash her saving throw. What flavor of saving throw is it? It's a charisma spell save DC of 17. All right. And cutting words reduces it by how much? 1d10. All right. Go ahead and roll that d10, because that's actually going to be important. Two. That does not go through. Or rather, uh, Genlax makes their save. Okay. So do they take, is that a... Uh, They might take half. I have to look. Uh, on a failed save, the target takes 76 psychic damage and is incapacitated. On a succeeded save, the target takes half as much damage and isn't incapacitated. Okay, so 7d6. 7d6, and then divide it in half. Wow. Is that 18? Did your brain roll it for you? <laughs> yeah, right, motherfucker. I rolled an 8 last time. 9 damage. All right. And now it's Genelux's turn. Wait, what about Crow? Oh, right, Crow. Crow the young phoenix. The young phoenix, formerly known as Crow. Crow's going to run up with flying. Yes. 
As you do. Crow flies at Janowax's dumb face and does a multi-attack. First with his beak and then with his... What? Talons? He could use a fire ray? Does it make that sound when it goes? Probably. It's okay. First with his beak and then with his talons. A 16 to hit. That glances off uh, Janowax's armor. Tell her armor to be less stupid. The second with the talons. It's really fancy armor. It's 11 to hit. Also, glances off the armor. He swooshes back up the rest of the way and gets out of the way and, like, flaps up and down, looking down at her. Which will then leave Staff as the clearest target. For what? Janlax is going to attack you. Dodge it. Dodge it. Does a 10 hit you? What's she even attacking me with? So she drew her bow, and in a shimmer, it reforms itself into a longsword that she swipes at you. Yeah, well, she fucked up because 10 does not hit me. Probably too long, and it hits something behind me. Which is air. Yes. You managed to dodge or parry out of the way, probably from a duelist trick. Oh, very good, yeah. Uh, Takes it. Back around to Garthrax. I'm going to cast Major Image right next to the combat of a small-ish stage with a band on it that consists of two bearded devils and two spine devils that are playing some heavy metal. That's good use of Major Image. And then they're going to kind of narrate the fight, but like in like epic kind of proportions, like ad-lib lyrics. Hey there, groupies. Brayton here. I hope you're enjoying this installment of Bardic Mystery Tour. They always come out all the time, every day. If you don't see an episode of Bardic Mystery Tour every day, check your feed, baby, because it's busted. Uh, Seriously, thanks for listening to Bardic Mystery Tour. We really appreciate you guys. We hope you're having fun. We're having a lot of fun. We really like playing with rich uh he brings a different kind of uh rule of cool to the table than we usually play with which you know for those more pedantic amongst us is kind of difficult but it brings in a little bit of that fun fun chaos so i hope you're enjoying the switch up uh there's one more episode in this arc and then after that who knows what the bards you love and know and love are gonna get into uh stay tuned I don't really have much to say. Go to bardicmysterytour.com and review us on Apple Podcasts. Okay, bye. Nora, can I get a D6? One. All right. Raj is going to attack Garthrax. It's just a prank, bro. It's just a prank, bro. I would ask Garthrax to make a wisdom saving throw. 30. Sounds like a success. Raj attempted to dominate person. <laughs> Hope you guys didn't need Raj to help you with this fight. I don't think so. I mean, we'll see. You actually just made that. <laughs> like, just. All right, that was Raj's turn. Now, uh, Steph. I'm like, Garthrax, what are you doing? What? And then I stab Janalax with my rapier again. <laughs> I hit armor class 23. 23 is a hit. For 11 damage. 
from the Golden Bladed Holy Avenger. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I'll, st- I'll stay there. All right, Wendy. I'm going to cast Summon Face Spirit as a fifth level spell. Okay. Face Spirit, Face Spirit, Face Spirit, come. Be you fuming or mirthful, maybe Trixie. Summon a fuming fay. Fuming makes it have advantage on the next attack roll it makes yep. before um, the end of this turn. And let's see what's the range. This is a 90 foot range, so I want to put the fay to the right of wherever Scrapper is standing. Okay. And I'm going to have the fay attack with its short sword. It goes right after me. Yeah. Uh, so that would be 14 to hit. 14 does not hit. All right, but it has a double attack, so we're going to try again. 16 to hit. 16 also does not hit. Dang. It swipes grays off the armor. Um, That's it, then. All right. Kevin. Doing really great over here with my turn so far. One spell did nothing. This spell did nothing. That's why you should get a Holy Avenger from a, some paladin. Yeah. On the road. We, 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 we're in a barber shop. You were on the road in front of a barbershop. It's true, yeah. Mm, what's the weather like right here? Hellish. Yeah. Hot, Is it hellish. dim light, though? Uh, I would say yes. I would say dim light would uh, factor in, because there's no sun. It's The sky is nothing but smoke and embers. Dark so it's, and desolate. It's like starlight. Yeah, and I hate to belabor a point that's tangential to the conversation, but does weather imply brightness and darkness? Like, if it's, like, stormy out, it could be dim. Weather can affect brightness and darkness, yeah. All right, I'll take it. I'll take it. What other word would you use if you were asking about those type of conditions? What time of day is it? Does it matter in hell? Does the sun rise and set in hell? Yeah, what's the lighting situation is probably what I would have said, but that's, like, super close. There's a river of uh, liquid fire that flows through the canals of one part of the city. That's pretty cool. There are two canals flowing through the city of Dis. One of liquid fire and one of water that makes you forget. I thought you were going to say liquid, liquid. Liquid, liquid. Liquid, liquid. Got a liquid. <laughs> All right. I'm going to use my shadow blade. So I run up the rest of the way to Janelax and I say, Janelax, you suck. And I stab her and her dumb face. Yeah. Maybe it was her gut. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe it was a miss. You can't tell the difference between her gut and her face. We'll see. We're going to find out what happens when I roll. What do I have to roll? A d20 for an attack, you say? It's advised. Well, it's advantage, you say, because it's dim. Sure, yeah. Is a 17 a hit? 17 is a just a miss. Okay, that is the end of my turn. Unless I can bardically inspire my good friend who hasn't gone yet, Crow. Yeah. Well, instead, it's going to be Crow's turn to swoop in and attack that dumb idiot. He attacks with his beak. And he rolls a natural one. Wait, doesn't... What's the... um? What did you say about the Holy Avenger? It gives people in a radius of me advantage on attacking devils. Uh, creates an aura. 
10 feet around you, you and all creatures friendly to you have advantage on saving throws against spells and other effects. Oh. Uh, but I would say that since uh, Kemen and Staff are right there, you would get advantage for flanking all the other critters in the combat. Okay, well then he's going to flank again with his beak. That time it doesn't do any better. This is his talons. Still so crappy. All right, his talons did an 18 to hit. Yes, that's exactly what you need. 10 damage. A fiery talons rends into Janelax's armor. That is the end of my turn. Excellent. And that takes it to Janelax's turn. And she's going to take to the air. Uh, this is going to provoke an attack of opportunity from Staff, Kemen, and the Fae Spirit. That's what she gets for running from a fight. She still has advantage. Oh, yeah. Do we get advantage for this? Uh, yeah, you're flanking. Uh, I rolled the same thing. I got a 16. I also got a 16. 14. So Genlax takes to the sky, and her sword shifts form into her longbow. And she's going to take a couple attacks. First attack ooh, against Windy is a... Does a 26 hit you? I guess. All right. Brayton, would you roll a d8 for me? To see how much I hurt Windy? That's right. Heck yeah, that's going to be the best I ever rolled. I got a four. Four, so seven, and then three more D8. Three D8 more against Windy? That's right. Say goodbye to your character, Nora. I got an 11. All right. So that's 11 plus the seven original damage, so 18 total damage on Windy. Okay. Uh, from a fiery, hellish arrow. A second arrow is going to attack Staff and Nora. Could I get, uh, that's, well, 48 total. Now, because I have this sword from the monk, it can probably deflect arrows. 17. He's a paladin, do you know that? Yeah, I just thought maybe if I pulled that joke back from a long time ago, then it would work. Uh, 17 damage on staff. Now, because of the sword, you are not getting poisoned from these attacks. See? It, it, it pays to There's make friends upside. with paladins. Yeah. Yeah. And the final attack against Kemen. Ed, would you roll 4d8 for me? 16. 16 damage on Kemen. Did you put bad juju on my dice? No, I only have good juju. I fixed your dice. Better not fix them But it was so good. cursed from touching you that I only got it back up to a four. This takes us to the top of the initiative turn order. And Dreamlancer beat Janelax on her home plane. Is there only one question this episode? Wait, wait, is there only one question this episode?
This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com. Bardic Mystery Tour is recorded at Looking for Group Pittsburgh. Looking for Group Pittsburgh is a land center in the Brookline neighborhood of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. If you're in the area, stop by for games, co-working, or events. Find more information or schedule your next party at lfgpgh.com.